I just met a vivacious minister preaching the gospel of cannabis in Canada. I can't wait for you to meet Reverend Kelly Addison. Welcome to Season 3 of the Cannabivarum Podcast, the Cannabis Truth Podcast. I speak the language of cannabis freely and uncensored while educating my audience on safe use of this live plant therapy. You should know what's in your cannabis, what's good and what's not. It does not come with an FDA stamp of approval yet. Using cannabis mindfully as medication is a different concept in Western healthcare philosophy, specifically of the past 100 years. There's a lot to learn and reconsider. The information you'll find here comes straight from scientists and clinicians doing the work and reporting their findings in real time through various live online outlets. The scientific truth of cannabis is finally getting out and is wide open for all to see at respected medical sites like PubMed.gov and JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association. And I'm right there in the thick of it with all those titans of medicine as a fly on the wall because I'm not a doctor, nor did I go to med school, but I did take dozens of private cannabis courses from those scientists and clinicians and still engage in continuing education offered by cannabis experts from around the world. Now I understand the bigger picture. And I talked to people all day long about cannabis and hopefully inspired them to research the facts as we know them today. Cannabis is an amazing alternative in health remedies. It can reportedly alleviate typical disease problems and troubling side effects, even those caused by synthetic prescriptions. This is Honey Smith Walls, a 21st century cannabis shaman, not a doctor, not a scientist. Raised by nuns and wolves in the verdant cattle pastures of the Oklahoma oil fields, I'm here to amplify the truth of this great big story in cannabis, in historical, political, and scientific terms, so you can make educated decisions about the medicine you choose to ingest. I bet I have Reverend Kelly. Hi, honey. Oh my gosh, you sound exactly like the precious spirit I have already imagined. I could not have put a more perfect voice to what I already <laughs> know so and think about you. you. I Thank am you. so excited to chat with you too. Dear Reverend Kelly, I, I got to tell you, I'm a little starstruck at this point because I've just started my very own spiritual path. And oh. I am so tickled to see that somebody else understands the introspection that cannabis affords us. It's so lovely to hear you preach. I'm not kidding. Let me shut up and please introduce yourself to my audience and let them know why I'm so excited for them to hear you. 
in the pond following that little fluffy white poodle. Oh! Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. so we called um, the wildlife people, and they came out and and uh, baited it and brought it to shore in an unusual way. And, oh, my God. You know, they just tossed a big old chunk of ham out there, tied onto a rope. What? And I shit you not. Pretty soon here comes oh. that gator and he just chomps down on it. And the wildlife guy is saying, you know, well now we're just gonna sit here and talk about this thing right now for a few minutes while he digests that big old hunk of ham. Oh my god. To oh where it gets down god. into his gut. That way I can just pull him in and he can't do anything about it. And so he was a big one. He was over six feet, and that's why they came out and got him. And no, you cannot relocate those big old boys. They they're extremely territorial, and you know they're from the dinosaurs. They've been here as long as we have before the dinosaurs. You know, so he had um, a pop gun, which just looks like a long pole with a bullet in it, and he dragged that thing that thing to the edge of the water and put that pop gun on top of his head and ka-chung it was gone he looked at all of us all the neighbors standing around you know gaping at it and he said so you want to find out if it's a girl or a boy and we're all like yeah (laughs) so he drags it ashore and pulls it over and lo and behold there's nothing to tell he says there's this tiny little slit inside and you gotta stick your hand down in there and find out what's what And so he did, he did, and he he found out that it was a girl. So we asked, well, what's going to happen now? And he said, well, you know, that place out on 520 that uh, has airboats and takes you out into the savannah and shows you all the beautiful nature where all the alligators live? And we said, yeah. And he said, well, you know that cafe there that serves gator tail? And we said, yeah. <laughs> and he said, well, we'll meet you out there about uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> he said the skin was going to be put in a big old vat that goes to japan and and things are made of it and the meat you know went local so none of it was wasted and uh but they they could not have relocated such a big alligator so so that's the story of what happens to uh you know an alligator that uh that lives in your neighborhood around uh little dogs and old people with you know grandkids and stuff like that oh my god (laughs) I've never heard anything so much. I've never heard of anything like that in my life. All right. Let me tell you how that recycles. I know. It recycles, though. Instead of taking the life of the creature that was here before us, we also have people who go out into the savannah, into that mess of jungle where the alligators nest. I know her mother. She's over 30 years old and she takes a whole herd of men with shotguns and rifles and um, and they go out on the airboats late after dark and uh, and they scatter all of the alligators that are nesting when she can find one that has a big old pot of eggs in it because our national wildlife preserve needs to make sure the alligator lives you know they get hunted down here and fished and all that stuff and so 
we have to make sure that they they survive and mm-hmm. so they have these trained hunters that go out and this just happens to be a woman and steals alligator viable alligator eggs well viable what's that mean it means yeah. it's it's got to be one in there and she's got to shine a flashlight in it to see if there's a little critter running around in there Ooh, right jumping. so all that takes time while these herd of men are out there on their airboats surrounding her and making sure no alligator sneaks back up into that nest oh my goddess but yes, exactly. And for that, she gets a hefty check that will put all of her grandkids and kids and their grandkids through school, you know? Wow. Yeah. And That's it's, incredible. you know, it, another goddess story from Florida. You're welcome. Oh, that's just, I've, I've never, I've only heard, like, you know, you hear a lot about Florida as, as a thing up here. Like, there's always stories about Florida that you just go, what? That really <laughs> happened? What? Yeah, we got so, some crazy stuff going this on is down just, here. I, you're, you're giving me stories that I can now tell around the table when I'm, I'm with people that I'll be like, I talked to this woman in Florida. Wait <laughs> yeah. hear about the alligators. It's yeah. so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with me i'm sure that there are people up here of course we have a lot of indigenous uh, nations that are around here and they they hunt and then fully use the animals but we're talking about like moose and like you know animals like that up here so and caribou so i think that uh if you talk to them they would probably have some similar stories about maybe being trampled by an elk or a big giant caribou oh, or something real. <laughs> who are the indigenous near you do you know, I, I, when we talk about Canada being legal, uh, with cannabis is legal here, of course. Yeah. I'm so sorry that your, your country has not got it together yet. Thank you. It's so painful. It's, and the thing is, is that the, we complain about the Cannabis Act so much. We complain, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But we have the opportunity. I, w- I drive in my car three minutes, honey, and I've got cannabis in my hand in under 10 minutes, and I have my medicine. And we have access to that from coast to coast, whereas your people are still fighting for that. So blessings to you, and I hope they get it together very, very soon. But when we talk about cannabis legalization here in Canada, what's wonderful is that we have three different streams of cannabis we have medical we have adult use which is what i'm talking about at the retailers and we have indigenous sovereign cannabis what? and there's beautiful yes yes honey and this is actually the most beautiful model of cannabis in existence and specifically i'm, I'm going to share about one indigenous sovereign uh, dispensary called legacy 420 they've been around for seven years they just celebrated their seventh year anniversary That's the longest amazing. indigenous Uh, retailer in our country and when you go in there you can smell the cannabis that you're about to buy you can look and you can go in the back and get a tour and see how it was made how it was grown how it was produced into shatter or medicine and they will sit down and they will counsel you and they will talk to you about what hurts what do you need cannabis for what are you intentionally using it for do you want to learn how to come and grow now they'll sell you your plants that you need and this is the most beautiful model and you can't do that in the legal stores you can't do that with medical cannabis no way that's so bad that would be absolutely against everything that cannabis act has but on this land they're not run by the canadian government they're run by a band council and the band council makes the rules about what happens in these retailers so we the public are allowed to go and utilize this and and i i try to express <gasps> it to many people wow. as 
go to the facilities that they're testing their products, and I mean testing their products, and selling the most beautiful, luxurious cannabis at good prices. And they look at it as medicine, and it's blessed with love, and it's just really the, the right way to do it. I, I'm I'm so gosh I hate to be jealous I, I I've always said I don't have a jealous bone in my body but I I'm truly envious of that model and <laughs> uh, hoping for the best uh, for it and and that maybe something similar to that will come down here that you know uh, some some logical sensical uh something will Kool-Aid will be you know available to our government. To, so. Yeah, to help them start thinking correctly, get out of the panties of the doctors, right? You know, right. allow spirituality to come, you know, into a human being without religion, right? Um, you, you, won't to, have, you won't heal if you do not have mind, body, and spirit. You will not heal. You will not function properly. You will not ever be in homeostasis, which is what we all need to achieve. Friends, I've heard you complain long enough about how to find trustworthy and consistent over-the-counter CBD products, and I've taken a new position on the subject. I'm proud of my affiliation with Dr. Dustin Sulak. His Healer CBD products can be shipped to all 50 states. Healer products will give you a full-spectrum, whole-plant, entourage effect of all the compounds that grow naturally in the cannabis plant. You'll have the best opportunity to manage your aches and pains or anxiety or spasming organs with a full-spectrum, whole-plant product because all the natural compounds will work perfectly together in synergy within your body to manage what's happening. You may recall that I've been taking the acidic version of his cannabidiol or CBDA product. It has everything plus a lot more of the compound which Dr. Sulak and other leaders in this industry have found to be more potent, thereby using less, which ends up making a big difference to your wallet. But it also adds many benefits to your body. Find out more about Dr. Dustin Sulak's CBDA product and the value it can add to your life. Ship directly to your front door. Click on my Sweet Savings link below and start lifting your quality of life with Healer CBD products today. Are you all talking about um, different terpene profiles up there? Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear it. Yeah, um, We've got about six down here that they talk about, and you're damn lucky if, if you even understand what any of them are or any of them do i think that's way beyond the level of the regular uh patient slash customer depending on where they are in the states but you know it's such a mishmash of of uh models really it's really important that we do teach the consumer to look for their terpene profile 
and their cannabinoid profile. What we oh, yeah. need is we need the consumer, the patient, even just the recreational adult use consumer to understand what they're consuming so they're no longer walking into a place and saying, give me your highest THC sativa, because that's not working for them sometimes. And they're not realizing that they want to put in the cannabis that's going to be best for their endocannabinoid system. So when we're talking about terpene profiles and we're seeking out the six, or even if you only have two or three that you can saw, uh, be seeking, those are the ones that you need to be going and com having conversations with your bud tenders about saying, I need some humulene. I like that gassy smell. It makes me feel this way. And your bud tender is communicating you with, okay, well, I have this one and it has this amount of terpenes in it and this ca cannabinoid profile for you. And you're going, okay, I know, I know I need that one. Cause we, we no longer want people consuming things that are not making sense for their body. Well, that sounds that's that scenario sounds wonderful. <laughs> that, that ain't happening down here. We're on our down way, honey. Here, they don't know way. nothing about no nothing. And, they will though. They will though. There's enough research being done even in your country at the universities that are pushing things forward. You've got a lot going on in Michigan right now, and that's going to affect the rest of your country. And Michigan made $1.2 billion in cannabis sales in the last uh, uh, four quarters of 21 into 22. I'm just so impressed in one that you state. know all of that about um, our our industry over here um, it, it, it is important it really is and i'm um um sorry amazed at what you say and how you say it and how how it's all going out there what do the demographics look like to you uh for i mean now that you've explained to us that there are three different models do you see the recreational bunch just as a younger demographic? Do you see the medical bunch as really people who need serious medical attention? It's, uh, it's really, really cool. Um, it's everybody. It's, it's really, really everybody that is now getting on board finally with cannabis. Now, when it first started, the demographic was older, even in the, the recreational adult use side of it, um, especially on these reserves, you had like elderly people that are going out to these uh, First Nation sovereign cannabis and saying, hey, I heard that uh, this topical <laughs> yeah. might work for my arthritis, right? And because you, can, you couldn't do that anywhere else and there wasn't enough uh, medical offerings that were getting them uh, open enough. You, at first, when things were getting towards legalization here, you were paying like $200 to sit down with a nurse practitioner to write you some prescriptions so you could go get some kind of legal cannabis. Like that's how it ended up here. But how it has turned up now, I'm, I'm watching everything change. I'm watching uh, events where I'm seeing people right from their early 20s, right up until their 60s, the old hippies, and every color and every flavor and every background. And it's a really, really cool thing to watch that everybody's just starting to slowly recognize that this yeah. is the way it should be. People are moving, the young people are moving away from alcohol. People, and cutting they, themselves. They, 
and and hurting their bodies and hurting their bodies and cutting themselves there's a terrible trend going on throughout the united states with our youngest teenagers Mm. hurting themselves like that let me um that's why i think they all need to be on on some sort of cannabis that will calm those anxieties and help everybody feel less anxious and fearful and horrible about themselves may i give you a little insight on that yes we'll be off cannabis for a second so when someone self-harms self-harm is a generalized trait of a mental disorder called borderline personal personality disorder it used to be a disorder that most of us found was not uh, a high percentage and there was statistics that were very low percentage of bpd people in the world but now they're recognizing more and more and more and more people have borderline personality disorder teens are functioning at lower capacities with that and are hurting themselves for release, for release of pain. It's a very, very, very painful mental illness. And more teens we are seeing now, especially in that early stage of 13, 14, 15 years old, and especially girls uh, are being diagnosed with this particular disorder, which is because of suffering during early years in their life. There's more abuse, there's more pain, there's more uh, addictions and more mental illnesses that are coming to light all of the time. What's happened in the last two, three years, we've gone through a global pandemic. These teens, these especially these young women, they're supposed to be coming into their early teen years and starting to go to dances and, you know, hormones are raging, but that didn't happen. They just found pain, suffering inside of their homes. They're trapped in there for the last two years. Now they're cutting to release. It yeah. is a problem. Not enough people know about it. Not enough people are talking about it. Not enough parents are sharing that this is happening to their children. They're embarrassed. They're behind closed doors. We're hiding things. Get that conversation out there. I'm so glad that you brought that up, honey. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about these kids hurting themselves. That's beautiful. Cannabis can help them. Cannabis helps with so many disorders. It takes the edge off per se. Mm -hmm. 2.5 milligram gummy. A 2.5 milligram gummy will give a teen a feeling of calm, a feeling of euphoria without feeling intoxicated so that maybe they can function with their ADHD or whatever disorder that they're dealing with. I would much rather have my teen son who's 14 choose a 2.5 milligram gummy than a bottle of beer or a case of whatever or a bottle of vodka going to a party. If he's going to have intoxication, he's going to choose a plant. And most of these teens should be able to. We have this big faux pas. Don't talk to kids about cannabis. Don't talk to kids about cannabis. You know what I just did, honey? I just wrote a book, a book called The Smelliest Flower in the Garden with my husband, Rich. It's about a It's a cannabis story about Candace Cannabis. She grows in a garden and a little boy needs her for his medicine. And it teaches kids that, hey, I have epilepsy. Okay, well, I need cannabis for it. And that's a conversation that we as parents and we as society should be having all of the time. Oh, I wish you'd do one about anxiety and kids too, because cannabis would be perfect for kids with anxiety and all kids grow up with anxiety. Why? Because parents don't talk to them. Right. Talking is is not just therapy. It's necessary for humans to understand in order to be able to coexist. And when you shut your, your, your people out, when you shut 
that line of communication off, there's just no way for a child to be able to understand all of the traumatic things that they go through in life, you know, on a good day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot. And if you have special needs or if you've been through bullying or whatever, you it just adds more and more to it. You move from one school to another. Your parents get divorced. There's a death in the family. There's so many things that these kids or teens are experiencing right. and not enough is said. They, everyone needs therapy. By the time you pitch your teens, you need some sort of therapy. Somebody's got to right. talk to you about this. That's right. Teach mindfulness in school. Teach meditation in school. Teach spirituality in school. We've been designed to go two streams. You're going Catholic with your uh, uniforms. You're going public with your, oh my gosh, we're in the, the gutter. Like you, you're yeah. going to re- choose religion. If you don't choose the religion, you're going to end up in this uh, sect or class. It's just get rid of the religion, break down those walls, break down that Pisces. Like <gasps> what we were talking about earlier. I'm just shocked that you said that. And I love you for it. Yeah. Get rid of the religion. Yeah. I, I have to agree. Yep. You got to get rid of it. It's spirituality I'm, over it, it. You don't have to choose one God or another. You can have yeah, many. You yeah. have many beliefs. Get rid sure. of dogs. Just believe in earth, power, love. Believe that spirit is there. Somebody's there to guide you. Somebody's going to catch you if you fall. It doesn't matter what you believe. Just believe. Believe that you are loved. Believe that you have Mother Earth here to balance you. That you have every plant to design from. Stop eating animals, honey. Do you eat animals? I don't. I'm a vegan. <laughs> Stop eating animals. There we go. So you 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 hear me? But that's what they're doing is that they, they, they're hungry for the blood. The vampires are hungry for their blood. It makes them angry. They need their street meat. They need their steak. And they and it makes them angry. It lowers their vibration. It lowers their frequency. So get rid of that and then raise your vibration. Find ways to love each other and use cannabis to balance. So I'm just learning about spirituality and raising the vibration and activating, you know, certain points and all that woo-woo stuff. I love all that woo-woo stuff. I can't even believe I'm saying it because I used to (laughs) smirk and snort at tree huggers all the time. You know, I was such a snob Mm -hmm. and now I am one. (laughs) Do you ever ever put your cheek right on it? And if you put your cheek right on it while you're holding it, (laughs) and it's holding you right back. They love that. They love it. I know. So I'm so happy to hear you talk about spirituality and cannabis because mostly I talk to people about, oh, um, you know, the biology and the chemistry and all that junk about, you know, what's going on inside. And I love all of that. And I'm just an armchair, you know, geek about it. But um, but I I've been doing a live stage on um, Clubhouse about the spirituality of cannabis And I just needed, I needed to talk to somebody about all of it because I'm, I was new to it and I just wanted to get out there and see if anybody else was, you know, talking about it. And, and I've been doing it since January every week. So it's, I guess I've got a lot of thoughts about it and, and uh, it's affecting me in such a, a wonderful way. And I just, I want you to know, I just signed up for your spiritual Sunday. (laughs) Thank you. I, I'm, I happens every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Is that right? 7 p.m. Yep. I I can't wait. I really (laughs) can't wait. And I, I hope uh, the rest of our audience is able to enjoy uh, that as well, because gosh, Uh, and go see what's your, um, 
um sorry what's your website uh kelly's green lounge dot ca for canada yep. yep right kelly's green lounge dot ca it's a yep. wonderful site <laughs> thank you yeah thank you so much hey my friends i want to give you a tip about a neurologist i know and trust Dr. Anthony Mazzo is a highly rated specialist here in Melbourne, Florida, one of the first physicians to research and study cannabis since 2016 when it was legalized in Florida. Well, now, Dr. Mazzo is not quick to prescribe traditional synthetic chemicals when he knows that this gentle live plant therapy will likely give needed relief. Now, I know this to be true because I had to see him for my own old lady neuropathy issues. You see, he's a neurologist. And he didn't prescribe the usual stuff. He told me to go get a particular kind of cannabis instead and use it in a very specific way to find relief. And that is what every doctor in America should have in their little black bag. His clinic details will be in my show notes for you. Why? Because he's a trusted cannabis expert in the field of neurology, right here in Melbourne, Florida. Dr. Anthony Mazzo at the Brevard Neurocenter on NASA Boulevard. See his details in my show notes. Hey, y'all can catch Reverend Kelly on Facebook and YouTube, as well as kellysgreenlounge.ca for Canada. And... We're going to be back with more from this spiritual cannabis leader and open heart. Want that darling book she and Rich created, The Smelliest Flower in the Garden? Click below in the show notes, and we'll hear more from Reverend Kelly next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Stay tuned to learn a lot more. Pax Bobiscum, y'all.